What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Cards. I'm your host, Zan Morning. You can check me out on social platforms at Zan Morning. It's always fun to debate things within the hobby pricing, demand, card legitimacy, print runs, rare stuff, you know. I love chatting it up with people in the hobby about all that stuff, even if it's something that I'm not necessarily into or as knowledgeable about. Maybe it's something I don't agree with. Maybe it's something I'm really not collecting. I just love learning from others. So today we are joined once again by Paul Anand from the Wrestling Card Price Guide. And today we compare and contrast the prices and the popularity between two now infamous wrestling card sets. The 1982-83 Wrestling All-Stars and the 1998-99 WCW Autographs. But before we get into that fun exercise, just a reminder of a few ways you can help show your support for my content. Please subscribe to this show. Tell a friend about the show. Copy the link, send it to him in a text message, an email, social media, whatever it is, just get the word out there about Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. And hey, if you're liking the show so far, or you like some of my past shows and you haven't already, leave me a review. If you want more great wrestling card content in video form, check out Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. There's a lot of great content on there that is not going to be on here. So you're going to want to check out that channel as well. And again, hit the subscribe button. It won't cost you anything. If you want more wrestling card podcasts, check out the Worlds Collide wrestling card podcast. Myself, Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com. We get together to discuss pretty much all the topics in wrestling cards. You never know what we're going to have to say. And if you would like to help contribute to the show monetarily, links below to my eBay store. You can pick up some cool cards, some memorabilia. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join the Wrestling With Cards Patreon community where you get bonus access. You can get your name in the credits, exclusive videos. You can come on the show even and request a topic. Again, all the money gained from the Patreon will go back into the channel for equipment, giveaways, etc. Links are still down there for social platforms as well as donation links if you would like to buy me a coffee. What's up, everybody? We've got Paul from the Wrestling Price Guide. Back on the show with us. Welcome back. Hey, Zan. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Uh, you've put in a lot of work. I mean, we know you do because you're working on the price guide, but you've put in a lot of work specifically on comparing the 82-83 All-Stars to this now famous WCW autograph cards that we saw come out from Tops in the late 90s. So I want to give you the floor and just talk about why you started that and some interesting things that you found. Um, yeah, it wasn't specifically... Uh, uh, to, to pit the uh, autos against the all-stars, but because these WCW uh, autographs have been so popular lately and there's so many guys chasing them at the moment, we've seen some uh, really cool things happen like a Booker T surfacing and going for over $5,000, a Mike Enos that we didn't, uh, we didn't know about going for uh, $1,800 and change. Um, you know, so, so I've always been a big fan of these. I, I've, I've been collecting these since the beginning. And there's 101 that got put into Paxton. We're calling the non-inserted or the notorious nine that um, didn't make it into Pax. Uh, five of those are very, very difficult to find and four of them a little more commonplace. Um, the Mike Enos one was one, like I say, that just surfaced a week ago. We didn't know about that and it was never discussed. Um, but when the Booker thing started and we found that uh, referee Charles Robinson has the British Bulldog card, um, you know, I wanted to look into it a little more because I was finding that a lot of those cards, they don't get graded as often and they're going for big numbers. Uh, I personally was offered $3,000 for my Hulk Hogan. Um, 
and we've seen the Savage card go for $2,000. We've seen the Elizabeth, the Benoit go for 15. Um, so I just wanted to sort of go and look at, in, in updating the price guide, what we, what we talked about this last time I was on your show, mm-hmm. um, quite often I'll go onto recent eBay sales and I'll take a look. Now, obviously in the last few months, we've seen some really, really big numbers that would render the values of my price guide obsolete. So I wanted to up to date, get, get the WCW autographs, the 105 of them anyways, up to date, or a little, a little closer to reality. So I started uh, going on to 130 point and watch count in these eBay sold kinds of places. And I put together um, a list, same list that you would find on, on the price guide and totaled them all up. And I was quite astounded to find that the complete value of that set is about three times higher than the ungraded value of the all-star cards. And the reason why I picked the all-stars is because that's the sort of go-to set in our hobby that everyone talks about. Everyone sort of holds those up as being uh, the set. And again, it's not to apply that they're not. I I just wanted to um, shine the light, if you will, on these WCW auto sets because they're kind of similar. There's, you know, there was 36, 36, and 36 of the all-stars and a bit more of the WCW autographs. They came out over uh, a three release set. And I find in my years of collecting that those are always, always, you know, very popular with collectors. So for me, it was just trying to get a sense, given that I was working on the pricing as, as to how they stacked up. And um, they are the ungraded set. Now, if you consider that as its own set, we know there are three yeah. and we know there are only autographs from those three. But those specific cards, those 110 cards or 105 or whatever, whatever you want the count to be, um, you know, I, I would say that they're the top uh, ungraded set in our hobby. Man, that just opens up uh, so much to talk about with these. So uh, let's start with talking about the fact that they're raw. So a lot of people, like, I think we've only seen, I personally have only seen a couple of flat-out fakes of the All-Stars. And usually it's the Hogan, the Flair, the Andre. A lot of that other stuff we haven't seen. And it seems like people are not buying the raw copies of the All-Stars like they are the raw copies of these. So what kind of correlation are you seeing between those as far as just raw and popularity? Well, definitely more of the stuff, more of the All-Stars are graded. There's no two ways about that you know when you when you go back on ebay and you look at the hogan's and the andres and the flares and the carries and the big ones yeah they've all been graded very few of them come up raw now on the all-star side but it's the flip side for the wcw autographs correct uh, you know so that begs the question what happens when my three thousand dollar raw hogan gets graded if it were ever to get graded you know mm-hmm. so the question then becomes is that you know and we can look at go down the list here and i could say okay in the first release we got a Chris Benoit that's seven fifty. We got an Eddie Guerrero that's a thousand bucks. We got a Hollywood Hogan that's two thousand dollars. There's an Arn. There's a, uh, um, a Giant. There's a Jericho. There's lots of these names. Now, if these were to get graded, I suspect that um, that they do better. But they do quite well on their own raw. So, do you think? Do you think that if now this is a hypothetical, if all of a sudden these autograph cards start getting graded, do you think those would surpass be about the same or just below the all-stars graded? That's a difficult question. Yeah. I don't know if they would surpass because the all-stars have had the history, right? And we've been living and breathing these things now for so many years, but could they achieve the same level of, of, of pricing? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm seeing like when, when I compare uh, the raw Hogan 
you know, uh, from the All-Stars to the Autograph Hogan, there's no comparison. The Autograph mm. Hogan is way more, you know. Um, we don't know the seating's end on this stuff, so we have no way of knowing how many, like on, on these really rare ones, the Bulldog, the Booker T, the Mike Enos, the Hardcore Hack, which I had a chance to get and I didn't, um, there might just be one of these. Now, we did see a picture of Booker T signing what seemed to right. be more, but we, we just don't know is, is, is the truth of it. So the reality is, is that these cards are, are huge, are in huge demand. And if the guys that put faith in grading um, get them graded, I, I think the, the value will go even higher. Yeah, and it's interesting that you picked these two sets because really when you break it down, they're like the All-Stars is a set and these autograph cards are technically a set. But the fact that they're both still limited scarce sets, I think is a good comparison. It's not like you went out right. and compared these to the 1990 classic or, you know, the Impel or something, something like something that. With tons. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Very do, you, do, you, do you have an exact print run? Because I've never found this out. I think David Peck may have mentioned it. Is there a print run on the All-Star set that we know of? Um, I, I don't know. That, okay. that would be, that'd be, a, that'd be a question for David. I, um, I, I don't know. So once again, you're looking at you're looking at two sets that just really don't. We've got so much mystery within both of these sets. Well, you know, like the question is, is how many raw Hogan All Star cards are there versus the raw autographs? And I I would think that there's more All Stars than autographs, but I don't know that for a fact. Right. We don't know how many there are, but there's not a ton because you got to figure you've got 105, 110. Well, we won't count the five that are rare. 105, or even just go to the 101 that ended up in packs. It's a hundred different cards and you know how rare they were. They only went into the hobbies and they were at one per box and you got 101 different names. So really how many of those cards, there can't be a ton of them. We'd be seeing more, you know? right. um, but I just don't know the number. Is it a hundred of each, 50 of each, 25 of each? I just don't know. You mentioned earlier, some of the elusive cards that are starting to surface now that we're finding. And one thing I would just like your opinion on that is just like a cautionary, uh, I guess a cautionary tale towards people that are out there buying the raw cards. Most of the time, not always, but like 99% of the time, if you're buying graded, it's a legit thing. But with we've not seen as many of the counterfeit fake all-star cards, like I said. And so I think maybe there's a little bit more confidence buying on those end. But then normally, like even today's Tops products or some of the other cards, these cards legitimately say autographed by this person put in by WCW on the surface. You would think that was legit. That being said, we've seen so many of these coming out of the woodwork with different colored ink, which that's also a thing. Like we know they put different colored inks in the packs. What's your opinion on those? What do you have? Like, what is your, I guess your opinion on all of these kind of coming out of the woodwork and the legitimacy of them being raw. Okay. I'll I'll take that in three parts. First of all, you talked about different inks, you know, some cards are signed on the front, some are the back. I have a rare Hulk Hogan signed in black that actually says Hulk Hogan. Some just say HH, some say Hollywood Hogan. Uh, there are also now two variants that have been discovered. There's a variant of the Horace Hogan, <clears throat> excuse me, where he has the 99 embossed card as well as the, the 98 version. Uh, the second booker that was unearthed was also a variant because it too had the 99 logo on it versus the 98. Um, so these are legit cards. Now I have them all here. When the booker surfaced i pulled these out with a magnifying glass and i looked at the one online and mm -hmm. it wasn't a forgery the mike enos <clears throat> that came out a week ago that we didn't know about i looked at that with a fine tooth comb um and i don't mind to say but um i bid on that card and i came in second 
So I believe that I set the price on that Mike Enos. I had a feeling that someone was going to beat me no matter how high I went. Sure. So I set a number and sure enough, I lost it by 25 bucks. Uh, <laughs> um, so I know I came in second and I know the bid below that was a thousand or 900 bucks less than that. So I helped the seller out somewhat, but um, you know, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll be frank. I said, I said a, I said a, I, I set a price of 2000 Canadian on it and I bid a little higher than that and I didn't get it. Now, if I thought that that wasn't authentic, um, I wouldn't have paid a dime for it, but that card is real. That card was made by Tops, and it was given to Mike Enos and he just didn't return it. As is the same with the Bulldog card, as is the same with the Booker card, as is the same with the Sandman, the ha hardcore hack one. Mm -hmm. I have never seen since. That's why I read it so much then because I could have bought that card for 150 bucks. Now back then, that was a lot of money. I bought my Hogan for 75. That's not worth three grand, right? right. So that's why I blocked on the hardcore hack thinking, ah, it'll come up again. It's never come up again. This Mike Enos might not ever come up again. This bulldog that we're talking about that Charles Robinson has may be the only bulldog. And we know that Davy Boy Smith isn't signing anymore. So, you know, they almost don't need to get graded. They're legit. Now, if someone wants to grade them to try and put a number on how good the card is, and if some, you know, some people like their cards in slaps. Yeah. You know, for me, not being an investor in cards and just being a collector of cards, I prefer to look at my cards and binders. I get more enjoyment. I don't like the notion, like I got a drawer there of loose stuff that I never look at. And that's right. what it would be for me if they were in plastic slabs, you know, for, so, but again, I've said this many times, if you don't intend to sell, you know, if your cards aren't an investment and you're collecting just for the fun of collecting, like many of us do, then you don't necessarily have to grade. Um, but grading is an absolute necessity, uh, necessity if you're intending to maximize your bucks. If you want to get as much as possible, then you go out and grade. Now, that doesn't really answer your question as to if people were to go all of a sudden and start grading these WCW autographs, how high they would grade. But they're doing, like I said earlier, very well raw. So I, I can only suspect yeah, that. I don't think the grade even matters, though. I mean, you, no. you look just look at vintage baseball and vintage basketball, like ones, twos, and threes. And I've been preaching this forever you said now. That often, and I agree 100%. You yeah. said, well, there's nothing wrong with the five. There really yeah. isn't. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pristine about my cards. Like, mm -hmm. they've gone into... Uh, sheets and like for example the all-stars part of the reason why i wouldn't want to grade the hogan and david peck will bear this out is that those cards are a little bigger than average mm -hmm. so they got jammed into the pocket once just i don't want to handle that hogan card ever again or that andre which is right beside it or the third one you know what i mean um so for me they're pristine in, in, in my book now is it perfectly centered that psa or hgs right. or whatever they can tell me but I don't care about that. For me, it's 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 the having of the set. For me, um, I was on the Card Foundation. I was listening to the Card Foundation podcast, and they were talking about the Mike Enos card, and they said uh, it was probably a completist. Well, you know, obviously it was a completist that's going after that yeah. card because who's going to pay eighteen hundred dollars for Mike Enos? You know what I mean? Who's going to pay eighteen hundred dollars or whatever for Hardcore Hack? Uh, well, me, uh, because I have one hundred and five other ones. You know, right. so that, that's the draw there. I know. Same thing with the All Stars. People are trying to. Um, find them but as you know uh, certain people in the hobby have have gone out of their way to collect a lot of them and god bless them you know having the foresight to realize that this is a good financial investment but taking those cards out of the market um makes it difficult for collectors to to get their hands on like chuck doesn't have a hogan all-star which is mind-boggling to me right? yeah but, really i, I figured well, you and him have everything yeah we do we do <laughs> honestly um you know i bought i bought my all-star set um many, many years ago, presumably before uh, David realized how valuable they were. <laughs>
let's talk a little bit about some of the modern wrestlers that have that are still alive i mean i hate to put it that way but it just is what it is the the wrestlers that are still alive that did have cards in this wcw set and i've i've heard kind of some rumblings and we've heard talk and rumors whatever that possibly they have some of these cards blank and that maybe they're currently signing them and selling them or sign taking them to shows or whatnot. What is your opinion on well, that? Do you think that's a well, legit argument or not really? Tony and I, Tony and I have been following this extensively. Um, God bless Tony. As soon as, as soon as the news hits him yeah. and I are back and forth. on everything to do with every card to do with this set, because it's one of his, his, his things as well. Um, we know that the booker, the second one that came out um, that said Harlem Heat was recently signed because there's a picture of today Booker, not 20 years ago mm -hmm. Booker signing it. Um, we don't know about this Mike Enos. We don't know if it was signed two weeks ago or 10 years ago. Um, so, so we just don't know. Are there any others? That's the big question because all of a sudden the Mike Enos turned up and we didn't know about it. So is there an ultimate warrior? Is there a Ted Turner? Is there an Eric Bischoff? I would think not. Um, only because by now we'd have heard about it. We know there's only one flair. I don't know who owns it. Jimmy Hart brokered the deal. I still consider that to be the holy grail of our hobby only because it sits atop. It's the crown of this 105 set of which there's only one and it's Ric Flair. And to me, that's always been my thing with grails, right? There can't be two of them, Yeah. right? So that for me is, is, is the card. I tried to buy it back then uh, unsuccessfully. I would make an offer on it today for quite a bit of money and I probably still wouldn't be able to afford it. So do you think, for example, this Booker T card, it was recently signed. Yes. Even, it's a legitimate card, but it's not signed as in when it was supposed to be. What do you no. think? What do you think what? the, uh, like, I guess, what is your opinion? If you're a buyer, do you have a preference over one or the other, or is it mainly the card itself? I don't. I want the card. I, I want number 106. Then I want number 107. Then I want number 108. You know, that, so it doesn't matter if it's a blank card or if it was signed today. No, I would prefer the one that sold for $5,300 is one that's been kicking around for sure. the last year. Yeah. So that's the one I really would want, but I just couldn't bring myself to pay five grand for that card. I can't bring myself right. to pay five grand for the British Bulldog card. I think I could get it for that, but $5,000 is a lot of money. It is you a know. lot. $2,000 is a lot for a Mike Enos, but there was something kind of nifty about saying, hey, check out this Mike Enos. It's kind of like the hurricane mask. Yeah. What, a hurricane card? Yeah, a hurricane card. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's just how it goes. So you know, the purview of the big money is always the goats, right? The rocks, the Hogan's, the Austin's, but isn't it nice to say, Hey, here's an Enos that's worth $2,000. Here's a hurricane. that's worth quite a bit. You know, here's a Farouk, Farouk uh, that's worth because of his knee brace. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, no, I, I, I would just want, want the card. Um, but that not be, might be the case for everybody. Like some people, the guy that tried to buy my Hogan, for example, specifically wanted the way mine was autographed because I know it's rare. Um, I saw a posting this week of a giant with a thumbprint. I guess he put his thumb on the ink uh, and that caused a little bit of a mark on the card. That's going to give it value, I believe. You right. know, you know, these variants, uh, you know, if, if they signed in different color ink, Sonny Ono only signed a few on the front. Most of them were on the back. You know, so these are the little things that matter collectors. For me, being a completist, I just want a card. I don't need two. I don't need, you know, it's signed nine different ways. Um, it's like parallels with me. Once I have the card, I don't need the orange one, then the green one, then the silver one. You know, mm -hmm. but for some people, that's a big deal. Well, right. for plant collectors, certainly, to do rainbows, certainly. But I'll tell you honestly, um, complete parallel sets haven't held their value. Like if I go to my Fleer, uh, the first one, WrestleMania from 2001, yeah. Championship Gold, the parallel set, 
that came with the same thing and just had a little bit of foil on top. It's maybe a hundred bucks. So, so it's not through the roof is my point. A lot of the FLIR stuff, I have the first complete parallel set and um, they're, they're just not that big a deal. The ones of one certainly are, you know, if you get yeah, a red of course. one of someone like an Alexa Bliss or, or someone that that matters, then yes. But for me, and again, that's, that's, that's a Paul thing that I, I just want one of the card to make the wall here and, and that's it. But like you've said many times, there's many different ways of collecting and there's no right way. And like we were talking on the last time we got together, um, what floats your boat, man? Like what, what, what gives right. you the most fun? And, and these, this all-star set, I can tell it's not just me and Tony. There's a lot of people that are really digging it uh, just on Twitter, just on the buzz, people uploading their cards as they're getting them. And it's great. And some of these guys are only a couple dozen in. And I'm thinking, man, I'm glad I'm not part of that hunting yeah. because I wouldn't be able to afford it. It would just be right. insane. I can't even afford a Mike Enos, right? $2,000 <laughs> doesn't buy me a card. I bet I you never, when you started collecting, thought you'd say, oh man, I can't afford a Mike Enos card. <laughs> you, would have had, you would have had to remind me that he was one of the Beverly brothers. That's where I was yeah. at with Mike Enos, Zang, to be honest. See, when, and it's funny, when, when that was brought up, I immediately went to AWA Destruction Crew. Right. Like I was... <laughs> if you were a Minnesota Wrecking Crew, I have a memory of that too. Yeah. Again, though, we didn't get AWA up here. Toronto, we had, we were Mid-South and NWA until Vince took over. And that's that's what it was. You had to, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of stuff since on the network and on, on YouTube and such. And I've seen some of these older things, but at the time I wouldn't have known who they were. But same thing with Hardcore Hack, you know? Yeah. A lot of the lesser names, like I'm just looking now, Hector Garza, $40, Glacier, $40, Ciclope, $40, you know, like big numbers. Well, okay. and you br that brings up another good point that Rob England's talked about on my show, and I've heard him say it elsewhere. The The market doesn't have to have a huge market. It just has to have a market. And you've hit the nail right on the head with these I cards. Cool. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's like real estate multiple offers. I just need two people to want the house. Yep. Not 10, just two. And I'm going to get more. Right. Yep. So that, that, that's what it is. It was, it was a thing that was going on for a long time, whereas I'd be trying to buy a card and then I'd lose and then I'd get the next one. And it was only years later that Chuck and I realized that we were, we were beating each other up along the way, un, un, unknown to each other, you know, just trying to build our collections. Right. So now, for example, we, we share information. Hey, this is out, that's out. So that if there's only one of them and I know that he's pointed it out, that means he's buying it, you know? Right. Uh, but yeah, like, and Chuck and I aren't the only completists. We're the two biggest, I believe, in the hobby. But, um, you know, there are a lot of guys that, that are out there trying to, uh, Nick's another guy, Nick Kaufman, that's trying to go back and collect a lot of this stuff after the fact. And it's fun because a lot of this stuff is still gettable, more expensive now, but um, safer for the 95 paninis. No one's getting those. Um, <laughs> you're, you're good. And, and the other set I have to mention, just because I don't have it, is 1979 Rax Roast Beef. That, I, don't, I, I think David has that set and that's it. I believe, well, there, there's a bunch of cards kicking around uh, with someone else now, and he wants $4,500 for a partial set. And um, if that's the case, then I'm going to try and just cherry, if it, try and get like a few. Like I would really like to get the uh, Prince Tonga one. Mm. That, that would be one in particular, because I don't know if you know the, uh, the story on him, but he's, he's got a reputation as being like a legit badass guy. Right. J JBL has said it many times and... Uh, on the dark side of the ring last week, there was two Cole Scorpio talking about what a tough guy he was and how he beat up Hawk. And I'm like, really? On your best day, I don't think you can take Hawk. So I, I went and I learned about two, two uh, Flash Funk, two Cole Scorpio. And he actually was a legit, you know, street tough. And uh, he was quoted as saying that I'm the toughest guy in wrestling uh, that wasn't born in Tonga. 
Right? So <laughs> yeah. The second time I heard it. And then the third time was I heard a story that during the WCW invasion angle, when Triple H and those guys got on the tank and they went to the other arena, Vince's were instructions were, okay, go. But if they raise that door and Haku's there, get out of there. <laughs> so, so for me, I'd like to get that Rax Wolf beef Haku card at a, at a, at a minimum. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to get the set. And, um, I, but I never thought I'd get the Panini set. And all of a sudden, True. I did. I, I knew it was out there. I knew who had it. I just didn't think we'd, we'd come to a meeting in the minds that we did. So, I guess it's just like wrestling in general. Never say never because you never no. know what, what could happen. And, and next week, another all-star might turn up that we're not aware of. Yeah. You know, because some people, met, I've heard Vampiro mentioned. I've never yeah. seen a Vampiro card. You know, we have to see it. But when actually, my... that brings up a really good point. Have you seen, there's a, there's a couple of combo cards that have tag teams on them. To yes. my knowledge, they're not legitimate cards, no. but they look exactly the same. What can you tell people that are looking at these to try to... They don't, just... they don't look exactly the same. Like if you look at them carefully, and it doesn't take much to spot that that they're not right. When the Booker card came out and the, and the Bulldog and the Enos, and you look at those compared to um, the hundred other ones that have been produced, you're looking at these, these going, man, if, if, if this is a forgery, this is one heck of a forgery. Like this mm -hmm. is exact. Whereas those ones is not the case at all. The gradients aren't right. The colors aren't right. The fonts are small. And then of course, when you flip it and you look at the rear, the, none of that stuff is on the back. And that's really how you can tell on those cards is the flip side. When you look at the small print, when you look at the spacing, you know, if someone's going to go to that effort to contraband a card, um, I doubt it's going to get by me and Tony because we're looking yeah. at this. I just wanted to get that out and get your opinion on it, just to yeah. be cautionary to anybody well, out there looking at these. Me. Like I wouldn't, I, I I wouldn't say that I would never buy such a thing. You know, I wouldn't pay big money for it, but just to have, like, I buy. Oh yeah. And, and this is this is something else that, that you've talked about, and we squirted around the hobby is unofficial cards, you know. Mm -hmm. And I list them on my site, and I collect them. Um, I do note that they're unofficial, but if they're made and they're out there, like I'm quite happy that I bought the two unofficial uh, AEW sets, right? Because I have them, you know, like you've got a bunch of the ring of honors, mm -hmm. right? The all ins, you know, so I'm, I'm pretty sure you're glad that you have those. Yeah. Even though they might not, no, those ones might actually be official, but you know, like for example, there was, a, yeah. there was a WCW set last year that someone made in the UK and they were beautiful cards, but clearly the guy had no rights, but he made them and I bought them and I listed them. Hey, they're out there. They're, they're legit cards. Listen, if I'm listing something from Russia, it's contraband. If I'm listing something from China, good chance it's contraband or India. Uh, those Konami, the ones, uh, the insider knockoffs, you know, they weren't tops. So sure. Mexican stuff. And you can tell usually by how badly they, they mispronounce the names of the performers. But the reality is, is that this stuff gets made and, um, and bought and, and sold. And, and there is some value to it, um, but not in the context of what we're talking about, the official autographs. You know, this is a known, verified, collectible set that, that we in the hobby have collected and are continuing to collect. Whereas these secondary ones people are making, I think they're more for fun. And I have to believe they know that that's what they're for. They're not trying to put them off as being a legit thing. If they are, um, they're going to get caught because it's quite obvious they're not real. Sure. Okay. So I've put together a few things based on your spreadsheet and yep. I'm going to throw these comparisons at you and at, at the everybody watching this. And I just like to get your initial thoughts on these comparisons because um, yep. I'm taking some liberties with some of the names here I used, but let's kick it off with Hulk Hogan. We've got the WCW autograph that you ballparked at around $2,000 in value. Okay. We've got the all-stars raw and these are all raw, by the way, Hulk Hogan all-stars, which everybody calls the rookie card. You know how I feel about that. 
$500. So we're looking at a 4X value on the auto compared to this card that everybody chases. Again, both raw conditions. What's your thoughts? Well, again, it's very rare now to get a hole in raw of the All-Stars. Most of them have been graded at this point. Um, it speaks to the fact that, as we said earlier, not a lot of these WCW cards have been graded. But which card is the more valuable card? I would say the WCW. We know people that would disagree with us. It's interesting, though, and it just brings home the fact that, you know, I like to talk about all the time. I think so many people get caught up in just getting the rookie cards. Here's an example of a card that's not a rookie card that on the surface is just as important as this rookie card. It's his first signed card. Yeah. Just like that ringside rarity card he has. It's like the first wrestling relic card and people just kind of don't even think about it. No, that's, that's, it's only a $75 card. Yeah. Um, It's nuts. Yeah. But some of these other ones are more. All right, let's go with Jimmy Hart. We've got the WCW autograph around $75 and his all-star card around $40. Thoughts? Yeah, so not, not a huge difference. I'm sure you're going to get some that, that equate to each other. But by and large, the lesser-known people in the all-stars are worth less than the lesser-known people in the autograph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a the Hogan one, honestly, I'm on the fence on because like I have some of the all-stars. And if like if I didn't have them and I had the auto, I you know, it's a tough choice. I, I would I would like one of each to be honest. With the right. Jimmy Hart, it's strictly be the auto, and that's just because I like the card better. Just my opinion. Yeah. Okay, yeah. next card I got is Kurt Henning, who we've got the WCW auto set at around 750 raw, and the raw all-stars rookie card around $75. Ten times yeah 10 times difference it's nuts yeah well that's that's you know we talked about the hogan all right after you take away the notorious nine and then lop off the hogan and the next year down is your savage and elizabeth now that's just been proven recently mm-hmm. then you get into a whole bunch of guys and i've mentioned some of them earlier um <clears throat> benoit being one of them um uh, mr perfect or or, or, or kurt Hedig being another um these guys are, are going to get big, big money. I'll just go through, just name off some of them, like some big numbers. For example, uh, you know who's doing well is Tony Schiavone. It's a two hundred dollar card now. Oh yeah, yeah, with the podcast popularity, I'm the giant, sure. The giant hundred fifty Jericho four four fifty. Obviously Hogan. When you go to the second set, um, Bill Goldberg, Scott Hall, Bret Hart. Uh, what's this one? Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio is one of the rare ones, one of the four. Uh, Sting is a $300 card. Then when you go to the third, uh, Luger is a $200 card. Medusa got got $250. Yep. So they're, 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 these, these, these are numbers that you're not going to get in the uh, the base uh, All-Stars. You're, you're, you're just not. Like your best cards there are your Hogan, your Flair, your Iron mm-hmm. Sheik, your Harry. And they're, uh, again, ungraded. Um, you know, the Hogan's probably going to be the most valuable. Maybe someone pays a grand for that but I don't think so. I, I think that the, the WCW autograph is going to get more. Yeah. Uh, and on the comparison, that's what I was trying to do is uh, just, you know, pull out some names that had cards in both sets or similar. The next one I have is Hacksaw Jim Duggan, hundred dollars approximately for the auto and only $40 for the all-star. So you're looking at over double the value there. And yeah. then the last one I had fun with uh, Bobby Duncan Jr. autograph, you've got around $50, which that seems really low to me now. Yeah. That, but... that, that, 
That's one of the rare four, actually. Right. Um, but that, you know, these numbers that I sent you are from, from recent sales. So right. yeah, I would have thought more, but um, that's what it was, you know? So if I, if there was only one sale in the last, you know, how it goes 90 days, and right. you, that's, that's what I pick. Now, again, the next one might easily trade for a hundred bucks. Sure. And that's, that's what I mentioned before. And I don't like the word volatility because it suggests something negative. Um, but fluctuation, maybe fluctuation, you know, the, the, the fact that, that, that it's, it's, it's a moving, moving market. And like we said a moment ago, if uh, you and I both want the same card at the same time, it's worth double. Right. Yep. So that was my, and oh yeah, sorry. I left this off. My comparison with Bobby Duncan Jr. was his dad, Bobby Duncan. And that rookie card is only $10. I just had fun with that. And there's lots I'm looking now. Dino Bravo, 15. Mike George, Bobo Brazil. Like there's no $10. There's no $15. There's no $20 autographs. Maybe there might be 25. But I think the day after they're worth 40 you know yeah i, mean? I don't think i don't think we're gonna see honestly i i think we're gonna get to a point where these wcw cards even the worst conditioned lowest name guy you're not gonna find for under a hundred dollars yeah or 50 at least yeah you know and I've, there's some there like uh you know hector garza 40 bucks jay or ciclope 40 dollars that you know i would think more but yeah it's just an interesting experiment to sort sure. of look at them all and again i was doing it in conjunction with getting the price guide sort of up to date because i'm trying to get the sets that people look at more often mm-hmm. a little closer to reality but again already as we speak there might be a, a dropping off and the more of us that get vaccinated the more of us that go out the more of us that start going out and drinking again uh the less <laughs> price cards um the prices are, are, are sure. we don't know by how much what percentage but we we may have hit the high we might be speaking now at the height of the market um it, it's entirely possible but certainly these autograph cards, just based on the daily uh, uh, interest on Twitter and uh, the comments I get from my, my website, um, they're in big demand. Yeah, and I think we found, I've, I don't think it's going to go to zero, but I think the market's just kind of found a new floor. Like it's never going back to where it was before, but you know, it may, it's going to drop. That's just markets. They yeah. go up and down. Well, you know what? I, I think a lot of the, uh, obviously, obviously COVID and the pandemic, uh, created this, but I think the efforts of, of you and Tony and these other podcasts and me running a site um, has contributed to the knowledge that's getting out there. Like, I think it's dynamite, like from the time that you started a year ago or whatever it was to now, how many more viewers that you've gotten. Yeah. Um, I remember once you did one saying, Hey, are we getting AW cards? And you get a thousand views in two days. And I was like, yeah. yeah, that shows you where that market is. Um, you know, so the market isn't going anywhere. It, 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 it's it's going to change. Um, as tops continue, just based on this past week, I'm like, oh, here we go again. When I saw the five releases that are coming out for the rest of this year, we're going to go back mm-hmm. to 2019 where there's going to be a dozen tops releases that we don't need, um, but they make them if they sell them, right? And there's a market there. And I might be part of the old guard um, that views it a little, a little differently than these younger kids that love the fact that there's a new finest and a new Chrome and uh, a new $15,000 transcendent. I can't justify you know, I'm, I'm out, you know, I can't buy the transcendent base set. There is no, yeah. fully set, you know, so guys like me, you know, we're, we're, we'll, we'll buy like even just a women's set, for example, usually I could buy a master set for around 40 to 50 bucks. Those days are gone. I'm hoping we get back to that. Um, the last set I bought, I had to pay a hundred and I bought the first master set I could find. Cause I was scared that if I didn't, I wouldn't get one. Right. 
you know, and it, so it, it, it depends on the seating of these things. And, you know, that's not my game. I don't go onto Facebook and get in on these breaks and things like that. Like you talk about all the different ways that one can enjoy the hobby and, and sort of splash around wrestling cards. And I'm very sort of set in my ways. You know, I get the sets as they come. I video them. I put them out there for the world to see, get a rough idea of what they are and onto the, onto the wall they go and next. But right. remember, it's something that's happened over a 25 year period. So it's, it's, it's been manageable. Right. And like you said, in our prior show, you're not like trying to color up, so to speak, you're like, Hey, these are the cards I want. I don't need to be flipping them to get bigger stuff. This is what I like. This is what I'm doing. Right. No, I might be if I didn't have what I already had. And if I didn't start all those years ago, and if I wasn't right. able to buy cards for a lot less money then, than what you buy now, you know, so I'm fortunate, like the hobby now, it's like the real estate market in this city. You know, I couldn't afford to live the, in the house I live in. I couldn't, I can't afford to buy this house today that I live in. Sure. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it's just, it's a crazy price, but I didn't know that when I bought it 13 years ago. Right. You know? and it's the same kind of thing with all these, with all these all-star cards. I had no idea. The last one I got, I think was in 2010, 2011. It was a Scott Steiner. That was the hardest one for me to find. It was one of the original or one of the four tricky ones. And I think I paid 200 for it. And I only paid 200 for it because it was the last one. <laughs> I was That's like, I'm done. steal by today's standards. Wow. Yeah. Well, two grand, well. 1800 doesn't buy you a Mike Enos. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here as we're closing the show. Is yeah. there, whether it's a modern, whether it's vintage, is there a wrestling set subset insert set out there that you're seeing from the price guide standpoint that you think could ever maybe compete with the all-stars and these autographs that we've talked about today or something that's maybe just kind of getting up there. The, um, FCW Slamorama series, the 2010, yeah. 2000, 2012, with Roman and Seth and that crop of, of, of performers might uh, uh, approach an All-Stars. Um, I'm just thinking about indie sets because that's what it would be, really. Nothing from the tops in the last 10 years, really. Um, but to answer your question, all right, no. No, I don't think they'll ever be a set like the All-Stars again. That was a point in time, and that's why they're so special. Yeah, I think your your uh, FCW, that's a good call. There's a lot of good names in there. Um, I don't think it'll ever get to these, like you just said, but yeah. I think it's a really strong contender to be right there third. Yeah, and that first 2011 set, the one the one with Duke Rotundo, mm -hmm. uh, nobody has a set of those. I think when Tony interviewed Heath, he had his one. Um, and everyone has their one, but I've never seen an assembly of those cards together. Um, I've got a couple of them only. Um, I don't even have complete sets of those, um, just pieces of them. Yeah, if you don't have them, that means they're definitely hard to get. Well, I, I you know, there's some, like, for example, when Tops Now came, I just said no. I said, yeah. like, I'm not going to be buying cards from Tops here in Canada uh, one at a time. And, you know, Chuck has had problems with them, but he's, you know, God bless, he's persevered <laughs> and he's built... It's a lot of patience you have to have to keep doing that. You know, you, you, you do. And, uh, you know, and he's, he's looked after them. Um, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm sort of happy where I am with the hobby now. Like we're me personally, I'm very, very appreciative of everyone that comes to look at the price guide. We get somewhere in the neighborhood of 5,000 users a month. Um, a good day is 200 different users. So there's people out there that's checking out the information and, and, and learning and Chuck and I, we're, we're, we're just in the mindset that whatever we can give to the hobby, because it's, it's been fun for us. So we'd want to give some of our knowledge and some of our experiences back so that some of these young guys can say, oh, look, you know, uh, one day, you know, you can end up with this. Right. 
Well, Paul, thank you for your time today. And thank you for all the information that you've put into the price and guide, you, into this set. You too, all the work you do for the hobby, all the, thank you. all the time and energy you spent. And I just want to say, you've got a real good handle on it. It's, it's, it's one thing to sort of present the content, but you've obviously got a, a technical uh, aspect that you've figured out how to do this well and efficient and the, the podcast. I really like the Worlds Collide because you guys get right into the nitty gritty. And it's the kind of thing that I can listen to while I'm doing something else. And right. uh, that kind of content for the diehards is really appreciated. So I don't know if you get uh, told thank you often enough, but uh, again, to you and Tony, um, congratulations and thank you for all the work that you continue to do for the hobby and for guys like me. Thank you for the kind words. We're just doing what you're doing, trying to get the information out there and building an yeah. audience. And most importantly of all, having fun. That's what yeah, it's all about. Fun. We'll see you uh, next time. Let everybody know where they can find you before we get out of here. www.the, don't forget the the, therestlingcardpriceguide.com. Twitter, I'm card underscore guide or just wrestling card price guy. Um, yeah, check check the site out. If you're looking for a place to uh, see what's came out in different years and just get an eye check, a lot of people go onto the site and they tell me, you know, I love just going through your master set list and just scrolling through year after year. Don't even look at the prices. Just see what's there. And then, oh, then if they find a set they like, they'll go in and look at the video um, of the cards. And again, thanks to everyone that does that. I, uh, it's a labor of love for me to put out and I'm happy that people are using it and enjoying it and getting something out of it. Thanks again for coming on the show and for all that hard work. And we'll get you on again sometime to talk about who knows what. There's endless amount of topics we could talk Never about. Never ends, does it? All right, brother, we'll see you soon. <laughs> see ya. Thanks again to Paul for putting in all of the work for this fun experiment, comparing these two awesome wrestling card sets. I know some people are going to have their feelings hurt with this one or try to make an argument out of this. Notice I say argument and not discussion. We didn't do this to say one card set is better than another. We were just simply looking at numbers. Now I know there are several of you out there listening to this that collect either or both of these sets. And I know this conversation we had might not fit the narrative of some of the cards that you have regardless of which side you're on. But listen, the numbers are the numbers for what we did. I also understand that not everybody is going to be happy with everything and that's okay. But this isn't a contest. This isn't who's right and who's wrong. This is about just comparing and contrasting two very popular high-end wrestling card sets for a fun exercise. I wish more people in the hobby, especially within the wrestling card space, would try to learn more. Be a sponge. Learn to listen, instead of just trying to prove a point or outdoing another collector by pushing narratives. Thanks again for listening today. Make sure to check out Paul's wrestling card price guide as well as all the work he does with Tony Vela on the Wrestling Trading Cards YouTube page. Links in the show notes for all of that stuff. And while you're there, check out all the links to everything I'm involved with and all of the ways that you can help show your support for all of the free content that I'm putting out. Please subscribe, tell a friend about this podcast, leave a review if you're digging it. And until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun. We'll see you.